0: Katie and Kyle, Kyle and Katie, weeks of our lives.
1: Katie, have you ever heard of an animal?
0: Hello, Kyle. I have.
1: Okay, what about a hood (laughs) animal? No, I have not. No, no. Okay, what about a childhood animal? Yes. All right. Do you want do you want to talk about a childhood animal? Maybe even a childhood pet?
0: Yeah, I think that this is this sounds like a great time to talk about childhood Childhood pets. pets. Childhood pets. You always do it better than me. (laughs) That's because I have your
1: example to go off of. Gotcha. I, I um I I'm standing on the shoulders of giants, as, oh. as they say in in the in the the business.
0: So you're calling me fat.
1: <laughs> I would prefer to talk about hood animals. Okay. But I guess I guess we can talk about childhood pets. That sounds fine too.
0: Yes, childhood pets. That sounds great.
1: Did you see how I just dodged that question? That was pretty good, right?
0: Oh my god! You totally distracted me. You got away <laughs> without answering.
1: I don't even know what the question was. Uh-huh. Okay.
0: So, yeah. um, Childhood pets. We certainly grew up with our fair share of pets, didn't we?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We had, like, we had more pets than humans most of our lives.
0: Yeah. I grew up um, telling people that it was like a zoo in my house. Like, I always enjoyed having multiple animals and, you know, not never knowing what I'd come home to. <laughs> Yeah. I guess I knew what I would come to. It wasn't like that crazy, but but yeah, we yeah. had multiple pets. We never just had one.
1: I was curious about childhood pets. I did a lot more research on hood animals, but we can do that some other time. So, I did uh, did some research on childhood Wait a pets second. as well.
0: I I have a question. Yeah. Hood animals isn't actually a thing, right? Except for like have, if you're in the neighborhood animals.
1: Uh it's a wonderful day in the neighborhood. They probably can't sing that on. So on. you're
0: just making stuff up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's what I do. I make things. up. Okay. Right. I don't think as far as I know, listeners, have you ever heard of hood animals? Anyways, hmm. I just like, I have, uh, you can't see it, but I got a picture of a, of a dog in a hoodie.
0: Oh, it's a hood animal. It's a hood. Yeah.
1: Because I can't let Katie see my messy apartment. So I have to have a background.
0: Ah, I have a background of my pets because they're adorable and we're talking about pets.
1: Yeah, check out the Insta for for context.
0: Yes. But anyways,
1: I did do some research on childhood pets, too. Do you want to hear some of it? Sure. Are you are you making fun of me? Yeah, it's very dry. Sorry, I'm going to drink some water. (laughs) You want some ASMR of drinking water? No looking into some research, I actually got some academic papers cause I was having trouble finding like good information. A lot of things when you look up childhood pets, it's like if you get your child, a pet, they'll learn how to be responsible and blah, blah, blah. But I wanted to actually get some, some like good information. Cause you're a scientist.
0: At, and you're all like, at least, I need information.
1: Yeah. I love information. It's so good. Uh, I, I think about information most of the time. So I found some papers uh, and I can, I can link them. I have like a list of sources this time. If you want, we can link them somewhere.
0: Oh yeah. We can write them in the show description even.
1: Yeah. There's like seven, but anyways.
0: Oh my gosh. How much, um, how much research did you do this time? Kyle?
1: I don't know. I don't, Maybe a few hours. I don't know. (laughs) I had fun. I like reading about pets. But yeah. So when I first started looking into it, I couldn't find a lot of information about childhood and pets specifically. But I did find a lot of like pet research. And apparently there was evidence of humans with pets half a million years ago. There was like Mm. fossil records of that, which is kind of cool. But yeah, pet research was kind of stagnant for a while. Not a lot of information until 1980 study by Friedman which uh, said that people who owned a pet had one third the mortality rate of those who did not own a pet after one year discharge from a coronary care unit. So basically you go to a coronary care unit because you got heart stuff going on. And if you have a pet, you're less likely to die or less likely to be dead a year later. And this was was like the first like big correlation they found with pets. To my knowledge, I did not do a, a comprehensive complete research into every single study. But uh, so that was that would kind of kickstarted the the research into pets. And I also found an interesting fact in Australia and the United States, approximately 63 percent of households have domestic pets, which is way more than I thought. I didn't think it was over half.
0: Yeah, I, I actually found that out in my research, which was not five or seven, eight hundred papers or whatever you looked at. Um, I yeah. looked at a couple websites, but I saw that as well. I it kind of makes sense to me. I, I get it. There's a lot of different pets out there, so it could be a lot of different things.
1: Mm-hmm. I got a pet rock. I don't know if that counts, though.
0: Hmm. I don't know. Do plants count? They're living. I don't think so. I think they're called plants.
1: <laughs> it starts with a P. I get I get the words that start with P confused.
0: Yeah, It's similar, similar, but different.
1: Yeah, like pneumonia and pterodactyl. <laughs> OK, so this is a good quote. Owners allow companion animals to live in their homes for free, pay their food and medical bills, and often purchase many toys and accessories for them. Which I just, I love that quote. I don't know A companion know
0: why. animal. I've never yeah. heard of a companion animal. Animal.
1: I I brought that up to my fiance, Alicia. And she said, that sounds like an how Your you fiance. would describe.
0: Alicia. Sorry, I, I dropped the ball on that one. Sorry, go ahead. Fumble.
1: Um <laughs> My fiance, Alicia, she said that sounds like how you would describe pets to aliens. So that's pretty cool.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true. They're, I mean, that is correct. They're companion animals, for sure.
1: Yeah, and we just do a bunch of stuff for them. So we got to get something in return because mm-hmm. humans strive for efficiency. And it doesn't sound like, based on that description, that pets are very efficient. Yeah. So I mean mine don't two... bring
0: money to the house, that's for sure. They don't pay rent mortgage, I mean, or you know, any of the bills or anything, but they are a good companion for sure.
1: Companionimal. Companion animal. Camp animal. Camp animal. <laughs> All right. We're gonna walk on through camp and I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just gonna continue reading. So there are two, uh, two, two good hypotheses about why pets might be good for humans. And these are very interesting in my opinion. Uh, the first is that there's, they are like an element of nature and nature naturally calms people down. So if, you, if you've, you've probably heard of studies that like if you look at trees, your, heart, your uh, blood pressure decreases and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. actually looking at just images of nature, like a picture of a tree uh, helps calm you down. And I recommend people have nature backgrounds on their like phones and stuff. If you can, I've, I've been doing it and I quite enjoy it, but yeah, so we're increasing urbanization and stuff makes it so pets are, are, you know, more elusive, not elusive. Nature is more elusive. So pets are good. And some evidence or some interesting applications are fish tanks at dentist's office, which is apparently a thing. I didn't know that was a thing. My dentist never had a had a fish tank, Mm-mm. but there was one in Finding Nemo. And so, you know, you look at nature before you go get your teeth pulled out and it helps calm you down a little.
0: I have seen giant fish tanks at like restaurants. So maybe they want it to be like a cool and collected environment. You're like calm. They don't like hyped up customers. They want <laughs> calm customers. Like the Rainforest Cafe. <gasps> oh, There's a lot yeah. of nature. Lots of nature there.
1: I was just thinking of if you um, if you take that principle when you're showing sports, people get hyped up and just start running around and playing sports. You don't want people throwing Frisbees in your restaurant. So usually doesn't end well.
0: Ooh, could you imagine like getting tackled when you're trying to like bite into your chicken wing or something? Oh, that'd be awful.
1: Yeah, sucks. Having a dog present, not even interacting with it, but just having a dog present has been proven to reduce blood pressure, which is kind of cool. Hmm. But the other hypothesis is they can provide social support. So they're not just natural, they also, also like are loving and stuff. They're a constant available, constantly available, non-judgmental support system with <laughs> that also unconditionally love people, usually. It's pretty great.
0: And thank goodness for that. Cause let me tell you, mm-hmm. if I had judgmental pets that were like, ooh, don't <laughs> like that. <laughs> I don't think that's, it has. That's
1: the song you're listening to?
0: Or singing. I socialize <laughs> with my pets constantly. So they are social companions, but it's kind of one sided on my end.
1: Mm-hmm. My cats actually love my singing when I sing, like, Goose and Pele, do you want some food? They're always like, That's a beautiful song.
0: Oh, I think that's probably because I heard the word food. No, I don't want to ruin it. OK, go ahead. Yep. Yep. It's because I <laughs> love your song. OK, go ahead.
1: Yeah. Uh, thank you for letting me live in denial. <laughs> but yeah, there's uh, evidence that there's reduced fear in cancer patients if they had their pets with them uh, for treatments and things. So that's pretty cool. And another social aspect is pets act as a social lubricant. You're walking around with your dog and people are, are like smiling at you. I don't like and the say,
0: the way you say that, though.
1: <laughs> social lubricant.
0: That <It> sounds really <laughs> inappropriate.
1: Al- alcohol is a social lubricant. Remember to use. Never mind. I'm not going to say that. Uh.
0: Oh, no. Stop. <laughs> so okay. it increases your socialism. Nope. That's yeah. not right. either. <laughs> It increases how much you socialize. Yeah, animals
1: promote socialization between humans, too. So if you're out walking with your dog, people are going to stop and smile or say, what breed is that dog? Or can I pet your dog? And And then then my
0: dog, my dog, as soon as anyone makes eye contact with us, even just stands on his hind legs and is like, yes, I'm here for you.
1: He has unconditional love for everybody. Yes. But yeah, the the last point about general pets is they're becoming less prevalent due to more people living in apartments and stuff. So humanity is doomed. Really? Uh, Does this be
0: pre or post-COVID that this research happened? Probably pre. Okay. I was going to say, I feel like (laughs) when people all of a sudden had to stay home and were quarantined by themselves, then all of a sudden a lot of people had pets
1: Yeah, I didn't do any research into COVID pets. That's probably a whole branch of like studying adoption rates and seeing how like how long the pets lasted and blah, blah, blah. And ongoing,
0: ongoing research because it's still Mm -hmm. happening. So (sighs) Mm -hmm.
1: but yeah, I did find some stuff about childhood specifically. So there was a study that reported survivors of sexual abuse rated their pets as more supportive during childhood than humans we don't have to dwell on this point, but I just thought that was very interesting and very like impactful. And it made sense. You don't trust humans after something like that. So having a companion other than that would probably help. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of studies that are like more descriptive where it's like pets increase autonomy and self-esteem in elementary school children or parents perceive their children to be more competent if they have a pet And children generally like pets or generally like other children that have the same pets as they do. Like if you have a cat, they also like pets, humans with pet cat. That that got away with that. There's a lot of studies that say a lot of things. My point is there's a lot of studies that say like people perceive people with pets as more competent or more compassionate or Um, whatever. But a lot of it is very descriptive and self-reported. So it's it's hard to draw meaningful conclusions because you're combining studying behavior, studying children and studying animals. It's tough. Yeah. But there is some research on animal assisted activities, which is like when children interact with pets that aren't theirs for therapy or just for studies, like bring your kid in to see how they act with a pet, measure their temperature. I don't know. Measure their heart rate, stuff like that. There's significant studies that show short term gains like on the order of a month with pet interaction for developmentally disabled children and children with ADHD. They had um, improved behavior, better interactions, better language, better focus. It just it had a lot of cool, cool benefits.
0: does Does this mean any particular pet or is it just any pet? Like, does it have Those to be the a same dog? Thing. <laughs>
1: oh, I would guess. I didn't look into the specifics of the studies, but I'm guessing a lot of them were dogs, but probably dogs and cats. Okay. But, you know, you always think of dogs as being like the companion animal and like the, the they're like trained to do stuff, right? I forget what that's called. Seeing eye dogs.
0: Therapy dogs or I don't know.
1: Sure. We'll call it therapy dogs. But yeah. Uh, so there's there's a lot of cool evidence about that, which is cool. I think that's uh
0: cool evidence is cool.
1: Yeah, I like I like studies like that that are like, hey, we can actually help help these people who need it with pets. It's neat. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, another fact out of left field, pets make children healthier and less prone to allergies, asthma and
0: colds. Really? Yeah. So like if you have a pet in your household, when you're born, you're less prone to be allergic to that pet. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cause did you know um, that when we were young, mom always said that if she ever found out that we had allergies to pets and she like the doctor or the vet told her, nope, the doctor would say this actually. So (laughs) (laughs) if the, if she ever found out that we had an allergy to pets, and she was going to kick us out. And the doctor, yeah. If they said, get rid of your pets, she would kick us out instead. She's like, I'm not getting rid of my pets. So that's probably yeah. why we do not. Wait,
1: did she actually say that?
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Several times. Okay. That makes sense. Knowing mom, that makes sense.
1: <laughs> that sounds bad. She would probably, if she was, if she had to, she it would be a tough decision, but I'm sure she would get rid of the pets if that was the case. I don't want to slander her more than we already have. <laughs> Katie's shaking her head <laughs> okay but yeah the reasoning behind that is because um animals got all kinds of microbes and dander especially if they go outside oh do they is-
0: ever yep <laughs>
1: yeah I'm, I'm always looking at my cat being like look at all that microbes and dander you got and us kids especially under one need to be exposed to stuff you need your kids to roll around in the dirt and stuff when they're when they're young so they can they're immune system can learn things a couple more things children have stronger companionship in some cases with their pets than with their siblings oh uh uh-oh so why did why did you like the pets better than you liked me katie
0: because they didn't judge me and they didn't try to get me in trouble (laughs) when they did something wrong that's fair yep
1: yeah i wasn't a very good kid that's that's completely fair.
0: Well, I was also uh, I, I don't know if there are any good kids out there, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: no, I'm just joking. I, I think there's great kids. Yep. OK, moving on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no kids are good kids. Uh, all right. Uh, no, um, two more things. Mammals recognize the sound of mammals crying and that leads to mm. a natural protectiveness. So one thing, dogs and children. Dogs need to get used to children, but they generally or anecdotally can have higher tolerance and be more protective of children if they form those bonds. So if you're if your dog is socialized to take to hang out with kids, they'll just like, oh, you're pulling my tail. I guess that's fine because you can't even walk yet. So I'll I'll still protect you. And then if, if a, an adult human does that, they're like, dude, you know, better.
0: They're like stop it
1: yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that sounded exactly like a dog
0: i know this from my dog
1: and then um for cats and children apparently there's a myth that cats can suck the breath out of babies
0: yes that is i've heard that one before yeah
1: like a dementor or something i don't yeah. know that's it's really strange that's that's a myth that's not true and anecdotally, cats cats can be more tolerant of babies than, than adult humans, similar to dogs. I don't know if they ever get protective, but they do like to lay with them because they're warm and comfortable.
0: What if they sit on top of a child, though? Could that be like a suffocating element of yeah. a cat sitting on a child?
1: Yeah. You should never leave your baby alone with your animal, even <laughs> if they are protective. Yeah. And obviously, a lot of a lot of this information and a lot of the benefits and stuff are very conditional on if your pet has a good relationship with your child. So that's the most important thing. Um, You shouldn't get a child just because you shouldn't get a pet for your child just because (laughs) you heard good evidence. You should want a pet first off. Right. And then try to integrate it into the household. And hopefully it works.
0: right. Yeah.
1: Whew. I'm sorry that took so long.
0: <clears throat> uh, I mean, you read five complete pages or something, <laughs>
1: whatever research stuff. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. Hopefully somebody else does too.
0: Well, I have a little bit more fun facts here. Uh, a couple more fun facts about um, these are the best pets for kids at each age and it's PetMD article. Best c- Pets for kids ages four to seven years old.
1: I'd say, I don't know, actually. That's a tough one. Four to seven. I don't know a lot about kids.
0: Apparently, parakeets and geckos. What? That's yeah.
1: crazy. That That is unexpected. Yes. Parakeet is a bird, right? Yes. <laughs> I had a friend who had birds and they were, I think, in his opinion, quite annoying. They would yell a lot at night.
0: Well, apparently they're known to be affectionate, and they respond well to regular, gentle handling.
1: Ooh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So you can teach your kid to to be gentle.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: okay. Geckos, though, that's.
0: Let's. Say I guess this, you keep it. them
1: in a in a glass case mostly. They just chill, kind of. They
0: just sit in your hand. That's why kids love them. They're a cool Aww. lizard, and they sit in your hand. Softest animal you'll ever touch. Their feet stick to the glass con- on the container. Learn about physics. So ages eight to eleven. The first pet listed is a rat. What? Yes. Rat
1: rats are rats, actually. I've heard make very good pets.
0: They're very, They're very loving smart. and bonded to their owners. It said
1: they get a bad rep rat.
0: Oh reputation. no, Kyle, too much this time. No.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> they get a bad reputation. Because of like the bubonic plague and stuff, but rats are pretty cool. Carrying
0: pizza around in in New York City. (laughs) Yeah. But also canaries and finches and guinea pigs, which. Okay. More birds. We had a guinea pig.
1: (laughs) What? Yeah. Did we?
0: Yes. Fred.
1: Do you want to talk about Fred? I don't remember anything about Fred. I didn't know his name was Fred. Yeah. I knew we had Fred and Bam Bam. Yep. But I don't remember. But
0: Bam Bam was not the bunny. Dino was the bunny.
1: Dino. We had a bunny named Dino.
0: Yes. We'll, okay. We'll get into that later. But okay. um, and then ages twelve to fifteen, this is where cats and dogs come in, rabbits, oh. and bearded dragons, and corn <laughs> corn snakes, and Greek tortoises.
1: Huh? You have to. You can. You can have a gecko, but you can't have a tortoise. That's interesting.
0: Yeah, I think tortoises need a lot of love and care. So maybe it makes sense that okay. that they're for the older group.
1: OK, yeah, never I, I have a friend who has a pet tortoise now, but no one I knew growing up like the the only pets I knew people growing up were birds, hamsters and dogs and cats. We lived in a boring area, I guess.
0: Well, there weren't lions, that's for sure. But I did work on a, a sanctuary once that had lions only an hour away from our home. So. Whoa. Yeah. Cool. That's a weird story. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. For another time. Yeah. That's a different story for another I time. I don't
1: remember. I don't remember you hanging out with
0: lions. Oh, I was in college. It was like volunteer cool. hours for something an honors class or something because I'm really smart you know anyway uh, <laughs> so yeah those are the most popular pets and just really quickly if we want to fit this in uh, the top dog populations I'll just list the top, top, dog. top three dog populations in the globe of the United not, no, <laughs> <laughs> the,
1: the globe the, of the United the
0: world the globe the, United, the United, Globe, United
1: Nations, United
0: Countries, oh, mm-hmm. anything, <laughs> whatever. So the top 20 dog populations, I'm only going to list the top three, which are the USA, China, and Russia.
1: Whoa. Yep. China and Russia. I don't know a lot about China and Russia, so I guess I shouldn't be surprised.
0: Cats, USA, China, and Russia.
1: Oh, USA. USA.
0: oh. I guess not much surprise there. Um, So
1: the same, same three.
0: Yep. Uh, Bird population is Brazil, Italy, and the USA.
1: Is that that's for pets? Yes. Or just birds in general. Okay. For pets. That's kind of cool. Or what is it? Brazil, then?
0: Italy, USA.
1: Italy. That's out of nowhere. It's not even that, that big. Ah. Yeah. But yeah, USA. Woo.
0: Actually, the USA makes it in all of these because top twenty uh top fish populations, USA, France, and Brazil. Huh. So, which we never had fish growing up. So Yeah. We weren't our dad now. That. Our dad now has fish. Now our dad is obsessed with fish. He has fish that's that pretty cool. He puts outside during summer in a little pond in his backyard and then transfers inside, sometimes to a double decker fish tank. Mm-hmm. that he makes for these yeah. fish um and it, yeah really loves them that's for sure it's pretty
1: cool it's like uh <clears throat> taking care of fish reminds me a bit of taking care of plants too where it's like you can't really pet them or like you can, there's a little bit more interaction you can like wave your finger and stuff yeah but they're they're mostly just there they're chilling they're living their lives you're living theirs wait You're not living their life. (laughs) They're living their lives. You're living yours, but you're cohabitating just like with plants. I always
0: got super scared to like babysit or watch not babysit, but pets (laughs) um people's fish while they were gone. Because I was always thinking they were going to die. I think that we were raised to think like, oh, we're not having fish because they'll die. (laughs) (laughs) Some of them do. Yeah. Some of them live pretty long. There's some... Mm -hmm. There's some big ones that are like, I'm not dying yet.
1: I'm stick around. <laughs> yeah.
0: So we swim, swim
1: around a little more. Yeah.
0: Yep. Exactly. We, so like I said earlier, we did have quite a zoo of animals in our house. So um, I guess we can go through those now.
1: Story number one this is the story of a pet. Never mind. Go on.
0: No, it's not. Just not just one. Well, <gasps> I said just a lot in that sentence. This is a story of themes. Theme names for pets. Mm. So pets that are named, obviously, after a specific theme. Our first group of pets that I remember were the Flintstones.
1: Ooh, like the vitamins.
0: Yes, they were cool, you know. They'd hang out yeah. with dinosaurs and they ran to make their car move and stuff like that.
1: <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> they had the, like the the kids, the kid cars have that. Yeah. The, the yellow and orange like circle cars. Yeah. The kids The kids are making the Flintstone. They'd noises. have a
0: woolly mammoth to be their sink. There was a lot of cool <laughs> things about them, but anyway, we had, do you know how many animals we had that were named after the Flintstones?
1: Let me think. I wanted to see what the earliest pets you remember are. I don't think I remember Barney. So I got seven.
0: All right. So and I don't
1: remember one of their names. I
0: separated them by animals. Um, so the first pet that I barely remember was Betty.
1: was Betty, a black cat,
0: very smart black cat, apparently. Another cat was Wilma, Ooh. Pebbles. <sighs> um, Bam Bam came much later on and we only had Bam Bam for a short period of time because Bam Bam mm-hmm. had a few issues. It was an adult cat that had a few issues that we tried out and it didn't work out. Um, and then Kazoo, the alien mm-hmm. in uh, the Flintstones. Mm-hmm. Dog wise, we had Barney. We had Fred the guinea pig and Dino the bunny. So that was our whole Flintstones clan.
1: Yeah. I don't, yeah, like I said, I don't remember Barney. Barney was a was like a, a, a really, apparently a very well-behaved dog.
0: Yeah, if you said bad dog in the same room as him, he would go in the corner and be very upset. Oh. He was a very Ooh. sensitive being. Very good dog. Very smart. Let him off the leash wherever you are and he's fine. Very Aww. good dog. That's good. He looked like Lassie. Wilma was alive And like was one of those cats that people thought was going to die several times, but she lived to be, I believe, 17 years old.
1: I have a, I have a strong connection with Wilma. She was basically my nanny. Uh, (sighs) She, she, uh, she was a little Brown cat. I I thought she was very loving and very affectionate. And every night she would, I would pet her and she would go into the foot of the bed and just sleep there. And apparently according to mom, I think she uh, she did hang out with me a lot, even when I was a baby. And she, we just for some reason, we had a good connection.
0: So I don't know if mom's going to listen to this one, but um, Wilma, kind of didn't like mom. Oh, really? Yeah. She was just like, oh, not so into you. Are we whispering? Yeah, we're, a we're whispering. This is a secret. <laughs> Okay. So if mom, mom listens, she, she won't hear this.
1: Okay. Yeah, she doesn't know how to turn up the volume. So <laughs> no,
0: no, she doesn't. Anyway, so then there was pebbles. Pebbles would look like a cow. She was a great cat. Oh, so oh. many stories about her. She was like an indoor outdoor cat that um she was a big fat cat and everyone loved her and knew her in the neighborhood. But if they didn't know her, she would just help herself right in their house. And if they had cat food laying out, especially she would just come in and eat their cat food and hang out. Um, I know there was one neighbor at one point that thought she was the father of their kittens and our next door neighbor always had pebbles in her house, just hanging out all the time.
1: I do remember Wilma hated pebbles too. I I get the sense that Wilma didn't get along with a lot of people, but she got along with me. So that was good. Yeah. I never had a problem with pebbles though. We got along, but I was hanging out with Wilma so Pebbles was just like, "Eh, I'm going to go work on some cars or something."
0: Bam Bam was a gray fluffy cat that like I said didn't work out so well, but Kazoozy, bebe, Kazoo, she was around for quite a like my teenage years and everything. Another big fat black and white cat. She didn't look like a cow though, because she was mostly black and had white spots.
1: She did a monster thing, didn't she? She would like run on her hind legs
0: constantly
1: in in the dark, mostly while you were trying to walk down the hallway.
0: Yeah, she'd go after you all the time. She was an attack cat. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Except it was playful attack. It wasn't actually trying to kill us.
0: Well, <laughs> who who didn't who it... can say for sure?
1: <laughs> That's. Okay. She was bottle fed too, wasn't she?
0: Yeah, we got her, um, we adopted her from someone that was uh, a farmer that had too many cats on Mm. the farm that was going to get rid of her. So we, Mm. it it was a situation where someone brought her to us and said, you need to take this cat because they're going to get rid of this cat. And um, so, yeah, she was too young and we had to bottle feed her and she was just a little baby. And so she grew up at a very young age with us to taken too soon from her mother, but, mm-hmm. but she was overall a very good cat. She loved she us. Was a,
1: she was like a loner though. She didn't like the other cats.
0: Yeah. You know, that means you're just really badass.
1: <laughs> she you, was, a, you don't need a lone wolf anyone else without a cause. Yeah. Yeah. Except she was a cat. Yeah. A lone cat. Um, what's the second theme?
0: Second theme, food. Uh, but so with this set of animals, we had more like delicious snacks <laughs> as the theme. <laughs> so we had Snickers, which her full name was Snickerdoodles. Ooh. So, so she, she was named after cookie tutor. or candy bar. Right. Whatever you decided. Snickerdoodles. Snickerdoodles was like her, like, hey, you're being bad. <laughs> and Snickers was her, like, hey, you're a fun-sized <laughs> candy bar. Great. Although she was not fun size. She was a big dog.
1: She, she was, was shaped like a candy bar, though. She, she was, was very solid, spherical, like she was like a cylinder of yes. a dog.
0: Very much shorter front arms than the back arms, one ear up, <laughs> one ear down. She was, she just did her own thing. It was great.
1: Mm-hmm. She, I remember her being very, very stubborn.
0: Yes. She, maybe and... she didn't want to do anything. She just rolled on her back. So you couldn't move
1: her squared off back. Yeah. (laughs) Good times.
0: She was great, but she had separation anxiety. She she loved us so much. She never wanted us to leave. That's correct. And she ate everything when we were gone and destroyed all of the furniture and the the (laughs) curtains and everything.
1: I remember she, Would use her head like a battering ram and smash (laughs) through screens and also fences?
0: (laughs) One time, dad and me went out the backyard, which was a wooden fence, wooden gate, closed the gate, walked around the back because our our yard went through a whole block. So we could go out the back and go around half of the block and end up at the front. So we went out the back, closed the gate, heard her screaming and crying and going nuts. But we walked around to the front to see what happened. It was quiet by the time we got to the front and we're like, "Uh oh, Hmm. something happened. So we went to the back and saw that she had used her body as a battering ram. And went through the Buttering. wooden fence. Like it was like a, one of those cartoons where someone runs and they, you see the shape of their body <laughs> through the fence. That's what, what, that's what exactly what she did. And then she, she had met one us. ear
1: up and one ear down. Yeah. So you could see the shape of the ears. You could see the shape in, of the ears, the
0: her little paws and everything. Yeah. She ended up meeting us on the front porch.
1: <laughs> oh man.
0: But mom did some research and found out that one of the best things for dogs that have separation anxiety is to get another dog. So they feel like they're taking care of their dog. Oh, so that's (laughs) where we enter saber who is not a food. And I realized that. So maybe we talk about saber so much later, but what about sword swallowing? You could swallow a saber. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sure. I guess that's fine. Okay.
1: (laughs) Now we can talk about, well, Chronologically, I think he was next, right? I don't know.
0: Well, in the snack world, I'll just finish up the snack theme. We had baby Ruth, the hamster. We had Oreo. Oreo. That's her. That was her little meow. Oreo, the cat. She was a tiny little permanent kitten. But when we got her, she was pregnant and had four kittens of her own.
1: She was probably one of, I don't like, I don't have favorite cats, or pets but she was probably my favorite she's she's she was just so loving all the time she loved everybody
0: yeah she she was was... scared when we first got her but then i remember um i spent the night in the room with her the first night when we had her because we had isolated her so she she was a feral cat that we brought into a home so you have to kind of go through a process with that She purred so loud the entire night that I couldn't sleep because she was just like purring.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. She'd seen life on the outside. You know? Yeah. She didn't even know how to play. Like I tried. I remember I I hung a string in front of her and she was like, oh, a new friend. And she started petting it. (laughs) Yes. And she would follow me around, too. I remember that. But anyways, go on.
0: Yeah. She was a very good cat. And then t- we kept, ended up keeping two of her babies that we named Kudos. And he was like a tabby, like a, a dark tabby color cat that ended up being the fattest cat. And then Droxy, who we laid, we thought was named after Hydrox in off brand Oreo, but we later found out that the Hydrox was actually created before the Oreo was So Mm -hmm. it didn't make sense, but but she was also a black and white cat. So we're like, all right, it's cute. It's a different kind of Oreo.
1: Okay. And a kudos bar is like a brand name for like a granola bar snack coated in chocolate. Yes. With chocolate chips and stuff. So it's not exactly a candy, but it's basically a candy.
0: Right. Um, Our dog Sabre, though, that we mentioned before, he was a beautiful husky. Gorgeous. Snickers took care of him. That was what she needed in life was another dog. Mm-hmm. She was completely fine after we got Saber. And he was a good, very good boy. He was like one of my favorite dogs.
1: He was super sickly when we first got him. He was sickly a lot. He, he had was, kennel cough. Yeah, but uh, eventually he got backed up to health. And he was uh, an escape artist.
0: Oh, gosh. He loved to he run. Was
1: he was such a stressful dog because we had we he would just leap over chain link fences that were like five feet tall. <laughs> he would climb up. We had a we had like a tree house in our backyard. He climbed up the ladder and jumped onto like a roof of a shed nearby and jumped off of that and he he would just Crawl through the floor, not the floor, the ground. He was a he was a mole <laughs> oh, dog. Oh, he would
0: go dig. Yeah,
1: yeah. And so, and he loved to run. So he'd be we'd we'd be sitting there watching TV or playing Rock Band or something, and we just look outside, and there's a white dog running down the street.
0: And it was ours.
1: And it was ours. <laughs> or the neighbor would knock on our door and be like, "Hey, your dog's out again."
0: Yep. And nobody <laughs> so could catch stressful. him. Eventually, we learned you could catch him with a. If you drive by him with an open door, and he, would, <laughs> he would jump in. But, um, but yeah, we've had motorcycles try to like guide him towards us and people running. It's useless because he was so fast. He was your typical husky. He was so fast. When Snickers passed, it was very hard for Sabre. So then mom went down a rabbit hole and got another dog. I lived Mm -hmm. out of, I was in college at the time. So it was kind of like my replacement and she got a Corgi to replace me.
1: (laughs) I I just thought you moved back in, honestly.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I guess my legs are pretty short, but I came (laughs) home and I'm like, this is the dog you got to replace me. It's so short. Like I had not, this was kind of before Corgis exploded in the popularity world and I'm like, what is this dog? It's like regular (laughs) body but super short. It's crazy. That was Rocco. Mm -hmm. Rocco. He
1: was was Barky. Barky dog. Yeah. We we've been talking a lot about our pets. Obviously they we love them. They loved us. Growing up, they they were our family. They affected so much of our lives. They taught us responsibility. They taught us empathy. They gave us
0: the freedom to act ourselves (laughs) and not judge us.
1: Yeah. Thank you for saving that. I got (laughs) frozen. I got frozen there for a second. Um, But yeah, they, they, they're great. And I would recommend if you have a child and you can't afford it, it's good to have pets. I think I really enjoyed having pets growing up. Tell us about your pets. Love to hear weird pet stories. What is what is something your pet did that was just like you think about later and you're like, why? Why did that happen? Why did it chew on the bathtub? I don't know. What do dogs do? What do cats do? I'm 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 losing it. I'm also tired. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, tell us stories about the weird things your pets did growing up.
0: Why Love did my it. dog jump out of a window? You know. <laughs> Yeah, write to us at weeks of our lives at gmail.com for your stories. We are hoping to have our own little listener story episode at some point. It'll be like probably really random stuff. So please write us in <laughs> so we have more stuff to talk about. And mm-hmm. you can follow us on Instagram at weeks underscore of our lives.
1: I guess that's how pets affected the weeks
0: of our lives. Meow.
1: If you have any stories like the topics we've covered today, email us at weeksofourlives at gmail.com.
0: You can also follow us on Instagram at weeks underscore of our lives.
1: Listen, subscribe and review.
0: This podcast is produced by Katie and Kyle Weeks and edited by me, Katie Weeks. Thank you to Alicia Rodriguez. My fiance. For our amazing logo.
1: And to Kieran Walsh.
0: My good friend.
1: For our amazing theme music. Thank you for listening, and have a good week. Have you ever seen them? We'd serve our lives.